Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the final inspection. 105.7 FM, The Fan. Dennis Michelson from Racetalkradio.com along with Laurie Monroe. You know what that means, folks. It's time to talk NASCAR and Laurie Monroe. Bristol Motor Speedway this weekend. Oh, my goodness, Bristol. Yeah, you wait for this every year. And after having after having a weekend off last week, I, I am so ready for racing again. I could care less what they're running there, but I'm just so glad they're back, and I sure hope this weather holds out for everybody. Yeah, there's been a bad, you know, sort of a very dismal forecast put out there by yeah. some of the NASCAR weather experts, but... I think they even predicted locust, didn't they? Locust, a plague. Um, I think there's supposed to be uh, petulance there as well. Oh, no. Which, yeah, usually that holds off until the Talladega race weekend, but <laughs> apparently yeah. that's going to happen this weekend as well. But, no. but here's, the, here's the thing. It is a lousy weather pattern for Bristol this weekend. There's yes. no getting around it. There's going to be delays. So if you're setting your DVR because you have something else to do other than watch Bristol, which I don't know what that could possibly be, but if you are setting your DVR for Sunday Make sure to set a real wide window. Record everything on FS1 from the start time of the race until like 1 a.m. Monday morning, and you'll capture all of the race. But it is a very showery precipitation. As we saw with the practice on Friday, you know, they got some of it in. They didn't get all of it in. They, you know, they had to to sort of uh, cancel qualifying because they wanted more practice. So, that's going to be the forecast. Deal with it. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be Bristol. We're going to get racing eventually this weekend. So uh, just uh, be ready for a, a good weekend of racing. And Bristol Motor Speedway, in their infinite wisdom, they are trying to bring the old Bristol back with this grip strip of this this adhesive compound, this VHT, they're calling it, that enhances traction and instead of using it on sort of a different part of the track, um, this year they've they've just loaded it up on the inside track. Do you think we're going to see the old Bristol back or only for about 100 laps until the stuff wears off? I really don't know, but I think they should be crop dusting that stuff everywhere. Oh, because yeah. the first time they used it, wasn't it a real big success? Oh, yeah. 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 So I I don't know. I think wherever they want to run on that track, it's it's always a good time. If they want to run single file and bash each other out of the way, I'm good with that. If they want to run two wide, I'm good with three wide till they wreck. Hey, I'm good with that. It's Bristol. Ever since the reconfiguration. It's good. I think it's a good idea to use that stuff, though, for sure. Oh, oh I think it's a great idea to use that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And en- enhance that grip down low for sure because the high groove has been faster because of the progressive banking and, 
you know, the grinding of the track and all of that stuff. I have a feeling we're going to see the bottom groove be the fastest for a while until the rubber builds up. And then I think it's going to be sort of that adventure where you're going to be able to find grip elsewhere on the track. I think it's going to lead to a fantastic race. Yeah, if we don't get rain every two yes. hours or something. Yes. That, that to me, is the scary part of it all. You know, on a, on a perfect weekend with perfect weather, I think what you just said is, is right. You know, let the track rubber up and let the groove widen out. But I, I just... I'm just really worried about this forecast. Yeah, and it does take too long to reapply this stuff. So it's not like after a rain delay, they're going to go ahead, get the air tightens out, save the track, get it ready for racing, and then apply the VHT fresh because it takes time to, to set up the way they use it in, in stock it car has racing. It secure, doesn't it? Yeah, in, in drag racing, it doesn't because you want okay. that real grippy grip. You know, but in stock car racing, that would cause problems, too, if it was almost too grippy. So there is going to be some cure time. What I was really impressed with, though, is they got some pretty heavy rain there on Friday. That VHT, it withheld the rain. It did not all wash away. And I, I think you're going to see some effects there. But I do think it will eventually wear off. But um it, Kudos to the folks at Bristol Motor Speedway for doing everything they can to get some pretty cool racing. And uh, this, I think, will, again, be unpredictable. And when it's unpredictable, we end up usually getting a good result. Yeah, we usually end up having a very good race. Good entertainment, (laughs) anyway. Good entertainment. Now, during the rain delay, though, on Friday for practice, I don't know if you caught any of that. I was just relieved that they didn't show us the 1997 Daytona 500 or the day that Dale died. They gave us something different. But I was sort of confused by what I was seeing. I thought the whole point of this new NASCAR championship thing the way they've set this up with the chase and with stages and everything. I thought winning was still supposed to be the most important thing. And when I saw the folks from Race Hub having their discussion, all they talked about were points. Aren't we supposed to get away from points racing? Well, I I think the way that they brought back the stage thing, it's inevitable. People are going to be racing for points. That's what it's all about, and it's paying off. I guess. But yeah, but... I would I would hope winning was still going to be uh, top on the list, and I think it still is. Yeah. But you've got this little sideshow going on with the points, and you cannot ignore that because you've got guys doing very well in the points that, you know, have not been, well, maybe they've been sort of up front, but they have to be to get these points. But it's just such a sidebar to, to the winning factor. You can go ahead and... and do everything you can do to try and win, and you're not going to have as bad a day if you have a bad day as you would have a year ago. Yeah. However that was that we used to say it, your your bad days really were bad. Yeah, it used to be you could lead for the first 200 laps of a 250-lap race and crash out and not get anything for your effort. Now you can even win a championship point if you win the uh, one of the stages. So uh, there's some kind of... And it of, adds up. Yeah, it does add up. And it's actually kept 
Dale Earnhardt Jr. in contention because without the stage points, I think he would be even farther behind. But at the end of the day, I, I just wish we concentrated on celebrating wins in this sport more than this, you know, getting the chase abacus out and, and trying to figure <laughs> out... It gives them something to talk about, though, too, Dennis Michelson. You know that. Yeah, and I guess it gives you something to talk about, especially when the racing this season, in the first third of the season, whatever your first fourth of the season here that we've had already, fourth of the regular season, it hasn't been exciting week in and week out. They really need to up their game a little bit there. But without the stages, I think it would have been even worse. Well, just wait till we go to Indianapolis and Pocono and yeah. I'm not looking forward to those tracks after what I, I saw at Texas. Well, this is it. But this week it's Bristol, baby. And uh, I have a feeling we're going to see some, maybe not like the old Bristol, but not like the new Bristol either. I think this is going to be Bristol 3.0. I'm good with that. And it will be exciting Indeed. Well, folks, it is time for us to step out and take a quick break. When we come back, more NASCAR coverage here on the final inspection. You're listening to 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the final inspection, 105.7 FM, The Fan, Lori and Dennis on Saturday afternoon, and it is time for the absolute best segment in all of radio. Well, a team in, team in a searching for ah, yes. Oh, the music says it all. Wait, wait, wait. Ah, yes, indeed, folks. It's time to blow up some stills. Lori Monroe, tell folks how this works. Well, how it works is we get upset about something every week in the world of racing or beyond, and we just pretty much like to just blow it up because it upsets us that much. So if something upsets you out there in Radio Land, you can send either Dennis or I an email and explain to us what you would like blown up. Go to racetalkradio.com. You can contact us from there, and we can uh, pick the best one every week, and we'll blow it up. Laurie Monroe, do you have a still blowing that needs uh, blowing? Yeah. I do, and I suppose it's probably blowing up the media, Matt Kenseth's announcement this past week. We had him doing everything from stepping aside to let Carl Edwards back in his car to retiring to God knows what else. And once again, it comes down to just a a standard sponsor announcement and nothing more than that. And why can't we just take these guys at face value? Why do we always have to make something bigger than what it really is? Like, my God, we had him join in the, join in the Navy, being pregnant, leaving the country, retiring, everything. Why do we have to, why can't we just accept the fact that there's just going to be an announcement? It always has to be this big overblown thing that just is not true. Can't we just trust these guys? Well, it's very interesting you say that because I've got a slightly different twist on the exact same still blowing. Because it, it wasn't so much the reports that we saw. 
It was the fact that legitimate NASCAR news outlets gave any credence to this story that came from an unknown person with an unknown source. Whatever happened to the competency in NASCAR journalism? Is this the sign that it's it's gone totally now? I mean, are are the NASCAR media insiders who are all paid by NASCAR, are they getting so lazy that they don't even search for a story? So when something like this pops up, they think they got out outfoxed by someone who's not on the inside. I mean, I just don't understand it. I was more upset with the reaction of the legitimate media to what was obviously a bogus report. I just, I cannot believe how much farther the bar got lowered in the NASCAR media world (laughs) this week. I I thought it was low enough. This was ridiculous. Yeah. it it, Any standard announcement can't be made anymore without it being just blown out of proportion. It's, it's nonsensical. And we have all gotten so cynical that if, if a NASCAR driver looks at you and says two plus two is four, you say, no, it's five. Yeah. You've got to be lying to me. It must be five. We've gotten so cynical that we won't even believe the truth anymore when it's right in front of us. Maybe we can't stand the truth. That's a possibility. For the NASCAR <laughs> media, their reaction to this stupid story, which was oh, a non-story, man. it's time for reckoning. Yes. That feels so good. I feel refreshed. Yeah. Relieved. I, I really cleansed. Feel, yes. Reborn. Yeah. All of that good stuff. Well, in the NASCAR news this week, folks, the National Wild Turkey Association will be featured on Jamie McMurray's car. You mean like the the drink, the wild turkey? No, the National Wild Turkey Association. Oh, the bird. The real bird. And this explains why I'm seeing wild turkeys all over the place. They're in you on You know how dangerous they are? They're scary looking. A guy around here was on the highway and he hit one on his motorcycle and he's in critical condition. I can believe it. They're rather large. Well, they, they're like 50 pounds. It'd be like somebody heaving a, a bag of cinder blocks at you when you're going down the road. They're, they're not to be toyed with. Certainly not the strangest sponsorship we've ever seen, because I think that weirdest sponsorship is also being shown at Bristol Motor Speedway. On the helmet of Kyle Busch this week, the National Infertility Awareness Week is honored. <laughs> First of all, I wasn't even, re- I, I didn't even know that infertility had a week. Apparently I'm, I'm really, it does. I'm Obviously, quite, it's got about nine months, too. <laughs> quite amazed by that. And, and yes, I understand Samantha Bush had a hard time getting pregnant, and that's why they're involved in this case, and they give money to families that are trying to have a baby. I get it, but I'm sorry. I'm used to Winston cigarettes and, you know, Bush beer, Budweiser beer, Coors Light. I'm not used to infertility being on a helmet. Well, maybe if you back down on the Coors and the cigarettes, you wouldn't be infertile. It's a definite, poss- it's a definite possibility. Come on, man. 
Also in the news, Charlotte moving their fall race from Saturday evening to Sunday. And this goes so well with their other news because they opened a turn for sun deck for the fans at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Is, well. this, a, is this a good move getting away from Saturday night? No. No, I absolutely love the Saturday night race there, and I'm sorry. If if you want to have a sun deck, you can still have a night race. Just get some big big glow lamps up there so people can, you know, bring their skin to a boil and fall off if that's what they want to do. I don't want to lose a night race. I'm sorry. I thought this was a very unusual announcement, and what it tells me is that NASCAR, or at least Charlotte Motor Speedway, thinks it's less competition to go up against the uh, NFL football than it is the college football in their market. So that's kind of interesting. So is that truly the only reason? I don't know. It might, Are you just throwing that out there? I'm, I'm suggesting that that's a possibility. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe Bundesliga Soccer has an all-night uh, tournament that weekend Could or something. Be. And FS1 wasn't available. I just thought this was rather strange. I think it's a good news story, though. I think having more of these Sunday day races at these big tracks at least gives us a chance at better racing as the place heats up and gets slick. Well, maybe it all has to do with the infertility helmets, too. And Wear wild... them during the day, and you're good to go at night. And a wild turkey works in there somehow as yeah. well. Finally... Yeah. <laughs> Finally in the news... Penske lost another round of their appeal, but don't fret. They've got one more appeal coming up on April 25th. So their crew chief has already set out one of the three races that they were suspended. Now they can sort of play pick and choose by continuing to do this delay. Is this a good deal? Should there be a penalty and enforced right away rather than letting these guys drag it out like this? This has been over a month now. Yeah, it, it surprises me how long it's been because I kind of thought, oh, wow, this is this still going on now. This is kind of crazy. But to be able to pick and choose what races you're sitting out, for lack of a better term, it's uh, where's the penalty in that? I would say if, if, a dry, if, a, if a crew chief wants to sit out at a certain race and be available at another one, turn the tables on him and make him go to the one he doesn't want to be at. And, and that would be more of a penalty. I like that. I well, like yeah. That. Isn't that common sense? Isn't this defeating the whole purpose of giving penalties? Yeah, that's exactly my point. You know, it's... let's see. We're going we're gonna to send you to your room with either ice cream or ice cream which is which do you pick but yeah. we're not gonna let you have any chocolate sauce yeah it's <laughs> it's pretty bad the way they're doing it it's, but it's wild very it's wild. very strange indeed well it is bristol it is a new grip strip enabled bristol grip motor strip. speedway i just like saying that Lori Monroe, i know you do who is your pick for bristol would you believe i'm going with the guy with the announcement this week i'm going with matt kenseth and I am going to take Mr. Kevin Harvick. I like your pick. Thank you. I like your pick indeed. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the NASCAR segment here. On the final inspection, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to 105.7 FM, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.